Welcome to Coffee with Romina. This is your host, Romina Muhammadai, award-winning leader, negotiation and sales expert, and your new favorite podcaster. Each week, we bring you inspiring stories from extraordinary people of diverse industries, sharing practical advice and tips on how to overcome career and personal obstacles, define your own success, and take charge of your own destination. Thank you for spending time with us today. Now let the show begin. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to Coffee with Romina podcast. If it's your first time ever tuning in, welcome to our show. And if you are one of our loyal listeners, welcome back. I'm excited for you guys to be here. And thank you. Thank you so much for trusting me with your time. I know we have episodes every Tuesday, you guys. And I know you're probably going to be like, Romina, what is this episode about? Well, let me actually tell you guys. Today is April 22nd and it's Earth Day. Now, for you guys that are loyal listeners, you very well know how much I love nature. I love camping. I just love exploring nature, hiking, do it, anything in the nature, especially, especially watching those amazing sunsets. So, for Earth Day, I actually wanted to do something very special and bring one of my very good friends, Stephanie Miller, to talk to us about ways we can actually help our environment. Stephanie recently published her book, Zero Waste Living, The 80-20 Way, The Busy Person's Guide to a Lighter Footprint. And yes, we actually have to take care of our nature, and that's why we can go camping and explore nature even more. In this episode, we actually talk about how she even got to the zero-waste living lifestyle, number one. Number two, we actually get to talk about some very simple ways how you can, number one, help nature, number two, save money, number three, enjoy new projects as well. I know sometimes we overthink it and we're like, we have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Z, W, Z, W, right? We have to do a lot of things in order for us to go ahead and help the environment and live lighter footprints in Earth. But as a matter of fact, it's very simple, you guys. So if you feel powerless to solve the looming climate and waste crisis, you guys, and if you feel like you want to do more to help the planet, but you just do not know where to even start from because you're just going nonstop 24-7 or you're just like, yeah, that'll be cool, but I just never really got into it. I highly recommend you to actually listen to this episode. I share what we did in Albania a while back, what I actually do here in America as well. And I know I keep saying Albania a lot during this episode, you guys, but just stick with me here. It is for a reason. I don't want to cover a lot on the intro, you guys. I actually want you to enjoy the episode. So again, this is a very special episode. It is Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. It's April 22nd, 2021. And Stephanie, congratulations on your new book. Congratulations on your new business, and I'm excited, excited to see you help others leave a lighter footprint on this world. So, you guys, enjoy! Hi, Stephanie. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks, Romina. Great to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for being a part of Coffee with Romina podcast. And just like I mentioned on the intro, you guys, today's April 22nd is Earth Day. And I'm super excited about this interview. Before we get to the juicy stuff, Stephanie, I want to pass on the mic to you. Tell us a little bit about how did you go for having your career that you have right now? I'm an author. I just wrote Zero Waste Living the 80-20 Way, The Busy Person's Guide to a Lighter Footprint. But what led me to that was essentially a 25-year career at the International Finance Corporation. This is the private sector arm of the World Bank. And I left there a couple of years ago. While I was there, I was in charge of climate change. So it was my job to help governments and private sector get on a more sustainable path. 
But then I realized I would come home and I wasn't doing enough in my own personal life to do the right things for the planet. And so when I left a couple of years ago, I took a gap year after I left the organization. I was burnt out. I wanted to spend more time with my son who was heading off to college. And I finally dug in and figured out what I tried to figure out what I could do to reduce my own personal and waste footprints, my carbon and waste footprints. And did a lot of research and ended up really getting into it. And, and that's what led me to write the book about a year ago. This show is sponsored by Sales Law of Averages online course. The course is a business development course teaching sales professionals and entrepreneurs how to master their sales funnel through sales and negotiation techniques. We all work hard on our leads, but unfortunately often fail to convert those leads to sales. Well, now you can say goodbye to those days. Order the course today at connectwithromina.com forward slash courses to get a deep discount. Receive access to over 40 videos, five hours of training material, and study even movie negotiation scenes today for just $79. Use the promo code Romina, which is spelled R-O-M-I-N-A at checkout. Again, the website is connectwithromina.com forward slash courses and use the promo code Romina that's spelled R-O-M-I-N-A at checkout. Master your sales today. Awesome. And I know you were, you just wrote the book, like you said, Zero Waste, Living the 80-20 Away. I love that amazing story. You know exactly what story I'm talking about. Can you share with the audience, uh, just from right from the beginning, they can absolutely know that you can take really small steps towards the big picture. And then we'll continue from there. So I assume you're talking about the dry cleaning story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so shortly after I left the organization, I did this thing I'd always wanted to do. I, I don't know why I didn't find time to do it before. And that was to go to my local dry cleaners, which I'd been going to once or twice a week for decades and give them my own garment bag and ask them if they would put my dry cleaning instead of in the plastic packaging into my own reusable garment bag. And to my surprise, this was not a big deal. And so I kind of scratched my head when I left the dry cleaners and I thought, wow, that was so easy. Maybe I could, let's see, maybe I could do something else. Maybe I could encourage them to actually offer this idea to other customers. And so one thing led to another and I convinced the dry cleaners to adopt a reusable bag program. Today, when you walk in there, instead of seeing the sea of plastic, about a third of their customers use these green reusable bags. So now you walk in and you see this mix of the reusable bags and the plastic. That was cool because it made me realize, you know, you could just ask a question and make a difference. That led me to a lot of other things, but that was the start. Now, before we get more into you know, the recycling, the 80-20 way, I also want to ask this for the busy professional, because if you're running nonstop, if you have a lot of errands to do, especially for families with kids, they, sometimes they don't even think this idea. I want you to go from personal development perspective, how getting into this journey helped you grow personally. So this way, maybe we can motivate some other busy people out there to know that there's a personal development this, in this whole path. So share your story of personal, you know, improvement and innovation, just kind of switching gears towards this new lifestyle. Yeah, I would say this has changed my life doing this. But let me first say, I am a big proponent of making things easy for big, busy people, right? When you're busy, 
like I was, even though I was focused on climate, I would come home and I just wasn't doing the right thing. So my focus in the book and what I've tried to research over the last few years is what are the really impactful things that we can do? Because you want to know if you're spending your precious time on something, it makes a difference. But what are the also the, the intersection of impactful with easy? What can you do that isn't going to take up a lot of time, even though it's going to make a big difference? And so I focus in the book on magic three, the three areas where these two things intersect, easy and impactful on food and plastic and on recycling. But I would say this in terms of personal development, this has changed me a lot. I mean, it's first of all, put me more in touch with my community. You know, you've lived in Europe before. I've lived in Europe before. When I lived in Paris, I would have, it's a big city, but I would have my own little neighborhood that I was part of. I knew by name all the, you know, the butcher, the produce guy, the hairstylist, the dry cleaners. I knew them all. And then even though I've been in Washington, D.C. for most of my life, I didn't know anyone. When I embarked on this journey, I realized that if I was going to start to get zero waste right, I was going to have to start getting to know the people that I needed to work with to make this life possible. So I'd say one of the really surprising elements of this in terms of my own personal life is how much more connected I feel now to my community by working on this. I love it. And we talked a little bit before. That's true. I'm Albanian. So it's just a very different culture is a very family oriented collective culture compared to America. The yes is family oriented, but not as tight especially when you come in with like family of like six or 10, you know, <laughs> kids in one household, it gets a little bit different, you guys. <laughs> yeah. But it's very, it's very true, though, because also, if you come from a very big family, you tend to influence one another more. So it's a little bit different. It is like a, a community within it. But I want to also ask you, in America, or anybody listening to this from abroad, where do we start? What's the first step that we can start towards the 80-20 way? Because one way or another, we I believe we're all good humans and we make the best decision with the resources that we have. But how can we add these resources to start taking actions towards, you know, lowering our carbon footprint in the environment? Yeah, great question. I also believe we are all good humans and we're trying to do the right thing. Maybe I should first define what 80-20 is because I realized after I wrote the book and after I put a title to the book, about half my friends knew what it was and the other half didn't. So 80-20 is just this concept borrowed from economics and the business world that not all actions are equal, that if you focus on the 20% most impactful things, you could get to 80% of the results. Not an exact science, but approximate, right? So it's important not to try to get to perfection, but to to focus on, on the key things. So zero waste is this idea of reducing your consumption so that you're reducing the waste that goes to the landfill that ends up a lot of times in the oceans and in our ecosystems. What I love about zero waste is it's also, also tied to climate change. What I always tell people when they want to get started, especially on the subject of plastic, is pick one thing. So for me, it was the water bottles. I, I believe that once you figure out the one thing that you realize you buy frequently, I used to buy a couple of bottles of water in plastic every single day when I was in my work in the office. Almost everything that comes in single-use plastic, there's an alternative to it, almost everything. And pick the thing that you buy a lot, find the alternative. For me, it was, as I said, the plastic water bottle. I replaced it with this cool swell stainless steel bottle. and I vowed not to buy this again, the plastic water and plastic bottles. And when I forgot, 
the first few times to bring my reusable water bottle with me from the house, then I would go thirsty and I would remember. My belief is that once you start to focus on all the single-use plastic that you're responsible for, you start to develop a consciousness and it opens your eyes to, well, if I could reduce this so dramatically, 700 bottles a year was my contribution to the problem, what else could I do? And it becomes, a, for me, a kind of a game on, well, you don't have to get to 100%, but what are the other areas where you could really make a difference? by making different choices. And we do have a lot of power as consumers every single time we buy something. We vote with our pocketbooks. I love it because I have to say we connected, well, it's April right now, but we connected last year, like October-ish. So it's, yeah. been, it's been quite a minute, I would say. And I remember <laughs> on the first conference that we were attending with all authors, And I remember you sharing your story and I had a water bottle bottle and I looked at it and I was like, why do I feel like she can see me from the camera and yelling at me right now? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm using this awesome metal bottle, you can call it. And I love it because number one, I feel like I'm also drinking a lot more water because I'm carrying it with me everywhere, which is very helpful. Great. Number two, for the longest time, at least in my household, we always use the big bottles of water from Lowe's and you can recycle, you know, like get the water, the little fridge. Found myself really not buying bottles of water anymore, just getting the really big ones. And it's really helpful. And I love how you said, start with at least one new thing. Because often whenever we want to do something, uh, for instance, I'll I'll talk about like when we want to like lose weight or get more healthy, we start working out every day, we change our diet, we do this and we do this and we get so overwhelmed that it stops. So if we focus on just one thing, for instance, you know that once you improve that, you get 80%, 90% good at it, then you can start implementing something else. And this goes in the business too. If you try to focus on a lot of areas, then if it's just one person, you're going to fail at it because you, you need to prioritize correctly. Besides just the awesome example that you shared, which again, every time I fill this up, I think of you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Oh, that makes my day. (laughs) I know I have a really good friend of mine that she's really into the whole, you know, more environment. And I have to say I'm guilty. I'm not as much as I should be. I'm getting better. Okay. But when she starts seeing me just carrying this around, she's like, I like your style now. I like you a little bit more. And she's (laughs) a really good friend of mine. So I'll take it. But what else can we do? So somebody might not want to start with a bottle of water, for instance, because they're like, you know what? It just, I don't have time. You know, excuses that we tell ourselves all the time because we don't want to really commit to something. What are, you know, some other ways that we can actually start contributing to the environment? Well, if we, we could talk about food, we could talk about plastics, we could talk about recycling. But since we started with plastics, let me give you a couple of other ideas. Okay. Especially during the pandemic, a lot of us are home more, a lot of us are cooking more, avoiding going to the store as often, and when we're tired of cooking, getting takeout. So we have a lot of these takeout containers, I'm guessing, even among your listeners, accumulating in our homes or in our garbage cans. So this you guys, it's become- a plastic container for the audio audience. It's a plastic container that like you would get to go food. Yeah, we can make ourselves feel a little bit better because we could say this plastic container, which I'll just describe further, the lid is a clear plastic and the bottom is a black plastic. We can make ourselves feel a little bit better by thinking that this is recyclable. And the truth is the top is, and the bottom is not recyclable from in most jurisdictions. They don't take black plastic. So what do you do about this? If you actually care and you feel bad about it, there's something you can do. It takes a little more effort, but not a lot more effort. 
And that is you can do what we did yesterday. Actually, if you have your favorite takeout places, you can take out instead of getting delivery. And when you take out, you could bring your own container. This is a stainless steel container. I have a bunch of these kinds and you could even use a plastic container. But the point is bring your own container. We did this yesterday for our favorite local Chinese restaurant, went there with a few of these. We had to wait a few extra minutes while they filled the containers with our Chinese food. And then we picked it up, came home and get to wash this and reuse it. It's cut down hugely on the amount of plastic that we end up having in our homes. Another idea, paper towels, you know, paper towels themselves are not plastic, obviously. They're paper and they are compostable. Uh, They're not recyclable, but they almost always come. I've never seen them not come in plastic packaging. The alternative to that can be creating your own paper towel system. This is the one we have in our kitchen where we've got this little basket with a few washcloths and we use the washcloths like we would use paper towels. And as soon as we use one, we put it in the dirty uh, bin under the sink, and then we wash it with our dirty clothes. That has saved us on, I don't know how many hundreds of paper towels that we were going through before. Last example I'll give, when you go to the store, a lot of us already are pretty good at bringing our own grocery bags, partially because maybe we care about the environment and maybe partially because we don't want to get charged the five cent tax. But you can go a step further and make a really big difference. Instead of using the plastic produce bags, you can buy your produce naked, as we call it, meaning without plastic packaging. And if you look carefully, almost everything you want also comes without plastic. And you can bring your own cotton reusable produce bag and put your broccoli, put your lettuce in one of these instead. Then you cut down on all the plastic in the grocery store. So there are a thousand things you can do. Again, I suggest starting small, starting with one thing, and then hopefully you get the bug after you do the one thing and you start, you know, wanting to do more. A couple of things from what you said. Number one, I wanted to focus on you saying using your own containers when you get to-go food. I was not even aware that you can have the restaurant put it on your own container. And maybe not a lot of restaurants can with COVID and everything because they would say, no, you know, they cannot take something back in the kitchen, everything of that nature. But I feel like it's worth an ask. So this way they might be able to do it. It might just take an extra minute or so. So that's a very good tip. Number one, you can use a metal or I use a lot of glass containers myself. Yes, me just too. Because glass is a lot healthier than plastic, especially if you have to warm up food, all that fun stuff. And also it's just a lot more clean, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we all know that spaghetti sauce, you know, all the sauce always sticking in the plastic and it's yeah. like, looks like you never washed it when you did a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's just a lot better. But also I wanted to kind of go back to the paper towel example. I'm Albanian. I keep saying that. but I grew up in an environment that the economy was not at its best. So we didn't really have paper towels. It was a fancy thing to have, especially when I was growing up in the 90s back home. So what we did a lot until this day, we do a lot is whenever we have a towel that it's about to be thrown away, we actually cut it depending how big it is. We cut it in half or three pieces. So this way we can use it for mopping. Hear me out, you guys. Great. Mopping, it's a good exercise too, okay? Like you would get getting down (laughs) on your knees, pretty much be doing squats, be doing, you know, lunges on the floor while mopping. It's a good workout for the day. If you do it only, even if you do it like once a week on Sundays, typically it's our day here. It's a good workout, number one. Number two, what we do also like you demonstrated with the little towels to use for your hands, we actually use them for the kitchen. 
we either would buy towels specifically, like brand new towels and cut them smaller or a towel that is kind of getting old that you're like, I don't want to throw this away. It doesn't really do as much uh, because how long can a towel last to begin with? We cut it and we use it for kitchen because we keep looking at, you know, paper towels to dry our hands. Or sometimes we grab two slips or three slips and 20% of it gets, you know, wet and the rest just goes to waste. So we use that a lot. And not only from the environmental perspective of it, but also from the economical perspective of it. Because a paper towel is about like what? Like, well, the double one is like $5, $6, depending if you have coupon yep. or you buy it. Yeah. Compared to a towel, you just throw it in the wash with the rest of it. So, I mean, I just gave you guys like two big benefits. Why just switch to that? So make your choice. If you don't want to save money, then economics 101. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's some really great examples that you just shared with us too. So those are some, I would say, the most common errors that people do without realizing that they're doing so. What would be some other mistakes that we do that we don't think they're actually bad environmentally or even financially like we broke it down? Yeah, I want to come back to a couple of your points, but let me answer your question. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make in terms of recycling, what I heard when I visited all the regional recycling facilities is people tend to put their plastic bags, like take plastic grocery bags and put it in the recycling bin. And it's a it's an easy mistake to make because it's plastic and it actually is recyclable, but it's not acceptable in any municipal recycling facilities that I've ever come across. What you can do is take those bags to the grocery store and some grocery stores out in front, they have a bin that can be used to put in what what, what they call plastic film. So like those bags or maybe your bread bag. We talked about the dry cleaning plastic you know, film packaging. That can be recycled if you bring it back to the grocery store. But the most common mistake is people put that in their blue recycling bin in the US. And the problem with that is it can get caught up in the machinery if it's not sifted out early enough. And then it can be actually quite dangerous for the workers on the site who have to go in with box cutters, shut down the whole facility for a few hours and try to pull these plastic bags, other plastic film out of there. So that's a mistake. That's interesting. That's yeah, that's a common mistake. And it's, uh, it's a, the biggest problem for these facilities. So again, something Albanian here, you guys, what we do for the plastic bags. I just feel like Albania, without realizing, is being environmentally friendly. I mean, we do have a lot of manufacturers in there, which that's another topic. But at least like the day to day, we have, if you go right now in my kitchen under the sink, I have beer box cut for the top layer and all the plastic that we would get from groceries or whatever we fold them we pile them and we use them for uh for garbage bags that's perfect so that's we reuse plastic yeah. away and yeah. a lot of times i've seen people throw plastic away or my friend one time was making fun of me he's like what are you doing on the floor i'm like i just did a bunch of groceries i'm folding the plastic because i i can <laughs> <laughs> i can that's use it awesome. so i don't have to buy plastic bags Again, this comes from saving money for my culture because that's how I was raised. But I was not aware how big like plastic bags can be for the recycling manufacturing that it blocks the machines, you're saying. Absolutely. And I just want to say there are so many zero waste hacks that also almost all of them save you money, whether it's 
paper towel use, re- the reusable towel, or as you said, even better, much better than what I have here, which are these washcloths that I bought for this purpose. Much better is when you use an old towel and cut it up into the size you need, like paper towel size. But so many of these things also save you a ton of money. I did some calculations on this a while ago, and I started realizing because for my gap year, I wasn't actually working. And I was saving a lot of money just by doing the zero waste stuff. I also wanted to quickly come back to a point, really good point you made about the takeout containers and and asking your restaurants. So you're right. It's very possible, especially during COVID, that you might get a no. Someone might say, the way I do it is I call ahead. I place my order with the woman at the who always answers the phone, the Chinese restaurant. I say, oh, and Grace, I'm going to bring in my own containers. Don't forget. So I'll be there a little bit early to drop those off. It's possible people will say no, but I will tell you, I've been doing this for a couple of years. Our favorite Chinese, our favorite Thai, our favorite Greek, and our favorite Indian restaurants all in this area, they all don't have an issue taking our own container. So it's really worthwhile asking. And the other cool benefit of doing this, which is, again, something I didn't figure out until about the third time it happened to me is every time you do that, other people around you notice you doing it. And so they may not, they may scratch their head and say, I didn't know you could bring your own containers. And then I've heard people say to me, I didn't know you could bring your own containers. And I bet you the next time they went to the Chinese restaurant, they thought of doing it themselves. So you set a really cool trend when you go out there on a limb and you do something nobody else is doing. Yes. because so that's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're going to Jones affect it. They're going to see, you know, uh, I don't want to say monkey see, monkey do, but kind of. <laughs> Pretty much. We are social animals and we do what people around us do. And that's just a fact. And so for those of us who care about the climate, you can use that fact. You can set good examples. You can model behavior. You can be the difference really for the people around you. So that's a really cool benefit to doing this as well. I also wanted to ask as a household, just you changing your your style how much have you guys saved, would you say, annually? Because our corporates also or small businesses working in an office environment can also do this. Maybe put the filtered uh, water system in or start using, you know, different type of systems towards, you know, not so much paper towels, but, you know, a one-time used little towels like they'll do at the nail salon, for example. My nail salon does it all the time. They don't use uh, paper towels. They use the little towels. But right. I wanted to ask, as your household, how much would you say you guys save annually just by switching those little tricks to the new lifestyle, I would call it? Yeah. So easily hundreds of dollars. I wish I knew as I was starting this that I was going to end up doing this big time because then I would have sort of drawn a line in the sand and looked at my expenses, you know, one year versus the next. But I can tell you just we, we don't buy paper napkins. We don't buy paper towels. We don't buy water and plastic. Some of the things won't necessarily save you money like the takeout containers, but we're no longer getting delivery, which means you know how much, how expensive it is to do Grubhub or DoorDash. We're not doing that anymore. So easily hundreds of dollars. I would guess if I did the math more in the likely in the thousands, but I can say hands down hundreds. But I'll come back to you with a, a calculation next time. <laughs> 
Well, I would love to see the numbers too, because it'd just be interesting as a numbers person. I'm like, who? I want to see the numbers. You you mentioned you're not technically you're not saving directly yourself from the plastic containers, but you're saving the restaurant because also the restaurant can use that for something else. Because again, kind of going to the business perspective, if you have your consumers using their own containers or helping a little bit here and there, also the restaurant long term would be able to save money. It's a domino effect. Absolutely, and if like the dry cleaners. At first, when I talked to the dry cleaners, they were skeptical about the idea of the reusable bags, but I think they started realizing they were saving money on the plastic packaging. And yes, the takeout containers, that must be for restaurants, especially in COVID, a huge expense, right? They didn't have this many of their customers doing takeout before the pandemic. And now all of a sudden, they've got to be really well stocked in all these containers. So yes, I think there is a great domino effect there. You just reminded me something going from the business again kind of growing up in albania things that i didn't think they were environmental at first it was just because we're albania was a poor country milk delivery as a household we used to get milk delivery and we used to work with a farmer that would be three times a week and it would be bottles of milk the big bottles like the big fanta or coke bottles and I remember <laughs> you put the bottles outside of your door because they would come out like five, six in the morning and be done. Like when you wake up, it's there. Mm-hmm. We would put the bottles outside in order for us to pay less because we did it to save. If you didn't put the bottles outside, you would have to pay for the bottles and you pay them monthly. You pay them prior, which a lot of things just kind of re- like kind of flashback in going back to how I grew up. A lot of things that we did It was environmentally friendly, helpful for the economy. And we don't do those now because we're finding the shortcuts of, you know, it's easy, convenient, let's just go for it. But we don't think about a big picture. And I know some listeners are going to be like, Romina, you're going too crazy with this. Like, I'm not going to like, you know, wash my bottle of water, a bottle of milk and do this. But I'm like, you guys can do it. Like, trust me. Like, if you even, even if you wash like a big bottle, you could make a bunch of tea. And then drink the tea as you go. I'm just saying. That's what we do. <laughs> my goodness, so, the more we talk, the more sparking in my head of things yeah. that I used to do, like my family used to do growing up. So you so you're absolutely right. The really cool thing is when you're trying to figure out what to do to say avoid plastic, you start coming up with ideas that are old-fashioned, you know, that existed that our parents or our grandparents did, or in your case, that you were doing in Albania. Today is the day my milk delivery comes, Monday night. When I started doing this, I realized, oh yeah, we're, t- we're getting our, our milk every week and I don't drink very much milk, but others in this household do. You know, we're going through a lot of not very sustainable packaging with our dairy. So I found a place that delivers in our neighborhood. You put the box out, the bo- there's a box outside all the time. And when we're done with our milk in the glass bottles or our half and half in the glass bottles, we rinse it out, we put it in the box. And today, this evening, they will deliver our milk, you know, and we won't, we'll get our deposit back on the glass bottles that we, we set out. You're absolutely right. It's a lot of it is back to the, the old stuff that we, we used to do. Those were smart things. And a lot of them, saved money, and they were just more sustainable. Not only that, but you're cutting the middle person, the the supermarket. So this way, you're also helping a small business to be able to do that. 
going to the small business as small business owner, uh, definitely it's important because that's where small business owners actually devote their time, their energy to doing everything right. And, you know, in their hands, that's mm-hmm. another important thing. And before we, we jump to uh, the closing questions, I also wanted to kind of bring up the farmer's market style because it's super, I know like if I'll go ahead and attach you guys, uh, Stephanie's Instagram link, which I love it. Cause she always posts like <laughs> tip of the week. She always posts stuff and I'm sitting here like, Hmm. I can do this too now. Hmm. Those are some really interesting posts. Like she really takes uh, her time and just go ahead and check it out. You guys, you will not get disappointed. But what I'm thinking too, for the farmer's market, not only you get fresh food, uh, you buy it from a small business from somebody that grew the, you know, the food, but also you can use, um, in my household, we use the fridge bags just because you might be running errands all day. So this way you can, you know, the tomatoes, peppers, all the stuff that you might buy from a fridge uh, market, we put, we use the fridge bags uh, or the fridge lunch bags to -hmm. put it in there so it stays cooler while we still run errands. But also you're not using plastic. I just thought of it. And you're getting healthier food. So it's a lot of benefits with it. Huge. I'm a huge fan of farmer's markets. Oh, I and love I, farmer's markets. Yeah, I try to visit my local one every Saturday morning. And it just makes me so happy. Uh, again, I know the people by name, it's a community, and you know you're getting fresh local food, supporting local businesses. And I never thought of that idea of bringing those like you mean the the insulated bags yeah. that you might bring your lunch in. That's a great idea. If my farmer's market is five minutes away. And when I go, I come right home. So I've never had to do that. But that's a very cool idea. Yeah, for us, it's about 20 minute drive. Like you can go to the one close to here, or you can go to the one downtown. So it's a minute. And typically it would be like a full errands day when you go to the farmer's market. Right. Um, or at least you'll be running around and it's Florida for us. So it's super hot. But yeah, yeah we, we do use fridgeable bags. Yeah. And if you, if you go to my car, I always have the big TJ Maxx bags uh-huh. because whenever I shop stuff, uh, I hate carrying a lot of bags on one trip. So I put it all in one on my shoulder. Um, but yes, if, even, yeah. you know, u- using such things is very important because you're not containing a bunch of stuff. It's there. You can reuse it. Plus, if you want to be like a little cool, you can choose like a cool design of it. <laughs> TJ Maxx or any other store that sells the big ones. Oh my goodness. Well, it is April 22nd today, you guys. I want you to definitely commit to starting small, small steps. Do just one thing to help the environment, bigger picture. Uh, We gave you a bunch of ideas and now your brain is probably like, uh, ladies, this is too much. Uh, I don't know where to start. (laughs) So just pick your favorite, right? Pick one thing and happy Earth Day. Yes, pick one thing and then just run with it. Try it for a couple of months. And even if you don't, you know, don't see any big change, do the math behind the finances of it. Mm. Uh, Why not save a little bit more? You can take a trip with that money. Just saying. As somebody that loves road trips. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Stephanie, what's a new and exciting project that you're working on that you would love to share with us? Well, today, Earth Day, is the day I decided to launch my business, Zero Waste in DC. and. The big project that I'm working on now is to offer recycling workshops to groups. I wanted to take advantage of the fact that we're in COVID still, and hopefully that will will shift soon, but we can be online. I have a way of helping groups to really quickly, in less than an hour, figure out their possibility. First of all, making sure they're recycling right, but also figuring out where they can reduce their waste. So that's something that I'm excited to to launch today, actually. Congratulations. That's awesome. And where where can people connect with you besides Instagram? We'll attach it on show notes, you guys. So 
Cannot be yeah. more lazy than that. It's just a click away, y'all. <laughs> well, my website is www.zerowasteindc. So zero spelled out, zerowasteindc.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram at zerowasteindc, as you said, I put a recycling tip of the week there. I give other hacks uh, and ideas. And I also just, uh, I, every month I do a vegetarian cook-along and trying to encourage people to reduce their carbon footprint in the dietary choices they make. So I'm trying to do that myself and I find a new cool recipe and anyone who wants to join can join in and cook it as well and post their comments. So that's a lot of fun. I was just going to say, because you do post the, the pictures of foods too. And last week I was sick and I'm sitting there in bed going through Instagram <laughs> and I saw your picture. I'm like, I really want this food right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wish I could have sent you some. <laughs> you know, well, DC to Florida, yes, you will come to me right away. <laughs> but yes, you'll make your, your mouth water a little bit to be like, I want some of it because it looks really good. <laughs> I'll attach all the information on the show notes, you guys, so you can definitely connect with Stephanie. Tell her Romina sent you or you listen to Coffee with Romina podcast. As a matter of fact, we'll go ahead and attach the Amazon link for the book. Go ahead and purchase it, you guys. And my very last question, which every time I'm biased, this is my favorite question ever. <laughs> what is your personal definition of success? First of all, I think success is a relative thing. What you think of as success in one stage of your life, maybe making money and moving up the ladder is totally different from another stage of your life where maybe it's about work-life balance. My definition of success, I'm going to borrow from my 80-20 rule, is that 80% of the time you're doing something that makes you really happy. I don't think we can ever be in a job, whether it's you know raising a family or having a full-time career where everything we do, we love. But I think we should always aim to be 80% happy with whatever we're doing. And I'm finding that right mix right now. So that makes me feel happy and successful. I love it. And it's so true. And that's why I asked what's the definition of success, because you can define your own definition of success, number one. Number two, it can change from time to time because your education, your your knowledge, your resources add up or they shrink up, whatever the case might be. <laughs> uh, you know, you always can redefine that and just always take charge, you guys, of defining your own success definition or whatever aspect of life, personal, professional, you know, relationship, whatever you guys want to do, just define your own success definition. Stephanie, thank you so, so much for being a part of Coffee with Romina. Congratulations. Again. Thank you. Oh, and happy Earth Day. I know, right? And happy Earth Day, you guys. Any last thing you'd like to leave the audience with? No, it's just such, such fun to talk to you. Thank you, Romina. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And for you, my dear listeners, make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast from wherever you get your podcast juice from. Go ahead and make sure to give us a five-star review and always stay tuned. Coffee with Romina podcast and make sure to click on the show notes to connect with Stephanie. Till next episode, hope you guys are having a tremendous and fabulous days. Bye for now. This podcast is a 6-7 Radius production. To learn more about 6-7 Radius, our services, and how we can help you strategize your marketing and increase your sales, click the service tab on connectwithromina.com.